the holistic view of health, mind, body, and spirit is so much more than conventional medicine, you know, weighing you and saying your BMI is, is up or down or your blood pressure is higher. All of those paper cuts kind of lead us to the, the band-aid. It's not necessarily death by a thousand people. Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Radic. I don't know why I do that so fast. I need to start slowing down. I know you guys are tired of hearing me say that. But anyway, welcome back to Radically Loved Radio. I have a very special guest today. I'm so excited to talk to her because we've been trying to get this done for months. It feels like it's been a year, but I don't know that it's been that long, but it has been a long time. We've been plagued with different things coming up and happening. And obviously like my life last year was a little bit of a shit show. And I can say that comfortably now that it's over. Um, But Krista Berlincourt, Thank you so much for being on the show. I cannot wait to share you with everybody, all the Radically Loved family, everybody that's listening. Thank you so much for making this happen and for still, after many failed attempts, agreeing to still be on the show. Thank you for having me, Rosie. I'm so sorry. I, 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 I don't know if my life was a shit show last year, but it was definitely packed. The feeling mm. of launching a company that you've been building for two years is like a really aggressive pregnancy. Like imagine carrying a baby for 24 months. Um, and then every time you think you're going to go into birth, they're like, psych, hold on. Um, so, so life was filled with rescheduling. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we're able to, to do this now. And so let's just get right into it. Let the listeners know what that what you just birthed, what that baby was, and tell us like a little bit about your background and what led you to this path of creating this platform for everybody. Well, I think as you just, we're a platform. So Kensho is the first science-backed holistic health platform. What that means for us is people come to Kensho to find two things. The very best holistic health providers across the country. Right now, we're focused on New York and Los Angeles, and we're coming in from both coasts over the next year. And they come to us to find trusted, reliable, science-based answers and information. Um, my business partner and I, the thing that brought us together, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. It was either a tea or a beach walk or uh, a shared plan to get to Burning Man, but not having our travel plans. Um, planned out days before. And, but it was really this understanding that when it looked at holistic health, despite having quote unquote successful careers um, in the digital space, we didn't see curation and we didn't see trust, but we also saw this massive upward curve. When your business mind, you're like, wait, if this is like the tech boom and health in the US is at an all time low, and because of that, interest in holistic health is at an all time high, 
Why can't I just find something that tells me what will work for me that says, oh, you're suffering from infertility. Acupuncture is actually statistically the most effective treatment holistically. And here's an acupuncturist near you who's board certified, has excellent reviews, and you can book an appointment tomorrow. So we decided to build it. And for us, it was also building relationships with the largest, oldest scientific publisher in the world that allows us to open source the information and the research that they've been aggregating over decades. Uh, I think they're 200 years old. And to make that accessible to everyone. So why don't we know what works in holistic health? Why don't we know what works in anything? Information. We only know what we know. The challenge in healthcare, as in all things, is that the information is owned by the people who produce it. And research in medicine, that science is owned by medicine, conventional medicine. What we wanted to do was blow open that door and make it really easy for anyone to understand what will help me achieve what goal. Whether that's treating a symptom or achieving a health goal for yourself, you want to be more, more alive, more energy. Um, more engaged. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love that so much because I feel like after all the knowledge that we have behind why we're so sick and why we continue to get sick, I feel like the health and wellness community still has a long way to go to create things that are a little bit more palatable or a little bit more I don't want to say easier because I I feel like things are easier but but not does that make sense yeah I think like the ease that you know we see is like a fracture on both ends sometimes it doesn't feel easy because it feels like a party you're not invited to like where you're in like um you know living in LA it's like going to a swanky club and you're like nah you're not dressed nice enough to get it um you know it can feel elitist and there's a version of health, holistic health and wellness that feels elitist. You need to look a certain way, be a certain way to even try this thing. And then there's this other version that's like, you need to be smart enough. You need to be really smart to understand this is going to help you. Our goal was to build something that was inviting and inclusive and, and made it really easy to understand what you're getting, why it would work. Um, and then to find someone who can work with you who doesn't necessarily have this image that feels so counter to yourself, where you're like, oh yeah, they're just like me. And they figured out how to help people with this thing that I'm working on. And they're really, really, really good at it. Yeah, oh, I, lo I love what you said, especially about making it accessible to everybody, because I 100% agree with the platforms that are out there, some of them are extremely elitist and it is extremely not accessible for everyone. And I feel like, you know, given my background, given your background, it's definitely something that's really important. So um, for the people that are listening, do you want to give them just a little bit of insight as to how both of our paths kind of paralleled each other? And we're going there. <laughs> You know, as Rosie says, she's a former bad kid. I too was a bad kid in my past life. Um, you know, I grew up in, in Oregon and my parents are both actually naturalists and explorers. And I spent more nights out under the stars and in the woods than I did inside. And because of that, I've always had a deep connection with the natural. And, and the way that my parents raised me was very focused on 
um, understanding nature and, and our connection and looking at life holistically. And life was crazy in our household because we weren't focused on stability and, and maintaining perhaps what you call like those conventional systems of a family. Um, you know, they, my dad would leave for periods of time to go raft a river for a very long time and that creates natural waves in a family. Um, and those waves, you know, at a certain point in my life when I turned 18, um, I just took those waves internally. Instead of the, the chaos that surrounded my familial unit, I was like, oh, I'm really comfortable with chaos. I'll just do everything in my life. Of course, this wasn't a conscious thought. Like, I'm just going to make my life a shit show. I should just develop every irresponsible relationship I can because these relationships at home are chaotic. And the only thing I really know is chaos. So there's this theory of like learned chaos. Um, you know, so that's an irresponsible relationship with food, with money, um, with drinking, with myself, with my relationship in love and sex. Um, and I would say that, that those translated at a certain point into a desire for more healthy relationships. But of course, that, you know, that's five things you're trying to tick off. Um, and you don't necessarily know where the root is. And for me, that opened up the door to holistic health. And, and what did I need support with? Um, where could I grow and what would help me? But when I looked at conventional medicine, you know, its answers didn't mirror the, the wisdom, what I knew inherently from my upbringing. You know, we grew our own food, we spent time in nature, we lived a slow life. Um, I've always felt deeply connected and reflected that in, in my way of being. And, and then I spent, you know, 10 years trying to do everything I could to get out of that. Um, I went corporate. I worked at Deutsche Telekom and Microsoft and was quote unquote super successful in the technology world. And I love the air quotes. Quote unquote, you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, and then I, and then I had adrenal failure and that moved into Addisonian crisis. And I was hospitalized at 28. Um, which you're like, what do you mean you're hospitalized at 28? You understand nature. You have parents who love you. Life may have been chaotic, but like I had all of the makings and I wasn't approaching my life correctly. Um, and then I started working with conventional doctors and we weren't making progress. Um, and I was told that while well, I was hospitalized, uh, that it was going to be a chronic condition labeled for the rest of my life. I would be taking prednisone uh, every single day and I would get a percortin injection, which is a, a cortisol steroid once a month for the rest of my life. Um, and that was it. And the reason that I'd been hospitalized is simply that I didn't have enough meds. So we just needed to up it. And so I asked the question, well, what happens next time it's not enough? Like, well, the likely course is that you'll come back to the hospital and we'll, we'll up your steroid dosage more. I, I really love the fact that you're, you've spent so much time really honoring yourself and becoming aware of all of the things that you did that didn't serve you and you used it as a way to create your message for the world. You know, um, the fact that you grew up in, I'm in Portland right now as we speak. What? which is, yeah, I'm in Portland. I'll show you once, once we're done because I have a view of Mount Hood right out of my window. Um, but I really, I think that, you know, so much of what you said um, 
a lot of people can relate to being in a place where you're not being present, where you go so far the opposite end of the spectrum because you're wanting to just create something for yourself. And to me, anytime you, you learn those types of lessons, it always ends up serving our highest good because I mean, look, we all get to benefit now from the work that you're doing, right? Unfortunately, you're, you had to suffer the ramifications of putting your body and your health through all of those things. But now you've created a place where it's going to aid everybody in, in creating better health and, and feeling more connected. Yeah. I couldn't resonate more. We were just um, we were just having a conversation in the office around, you know, there's cosmic lessons. There's lessons that are like a light lesson. And then there's the lesson that's so loud. It's like being hit over the head with a textbook or like the titles in your brain forever. And we all have those teachers in our lives who are often, you know, breakups, uh, heartbreak, partners, losses. Uh, they stick with us, but they also have this, rapid transformational quality and for me you know i wish i could see it was rapid but those 10 years of being like this isn't working um ultimately was a very strong resounding conclusion that you know you don't found a company with the mission of making the world a healthier place unless you know that it's not healthy for everyone mm. and then everyone's healthy looks a little different and that the holistic view of health mind body and spirit is so much more than conventional medicine, you know, weighing you and saying your BMI is, is up or down or your blood pressure is high or low. Um, like all, all of those paper cuts that have lead us to the, the band-aid. It's not necessarily death by a thousand paper cuts. Wow, I love that. That's so, it's so true. I wanna get your opinion on what you think of our level of impatience when it comes to getting well. Mm -hmm. Like we spend a long time creating an unhealthy routine or ritual. And then we expect to get healthy overnight. Right? Yeah. It's like, I mean, and that's also the, every time someone sounds, I'm from Oregon. So when people talk about the system, I just think of like the crazy person on the corner. who's like, damn, the system, which is not the intention, but I hear him in my head um, from being a kid. <laughs> and the system that we live in, that, you know, the medical system teaches us, like you have a sniffle, tell your mom, she'll take you to the doctor. The doctor will give you a pill. You won't sniffle anymore. And so whether that's passive, it's passive because we're young when that starts, we're taught when something's wrong, take something, suppress that symptom, and then you're done. Um, you know, for me, I haven't taken a pill in three years until recently. And I had a little, like, unfortunately, I call it holistic health pride. I had a symptom of, um, I got really, really sick after a trip and decided to ignore the fact that I couldn't keep food in for three weeks and just think like, it's fine, I'm fine. Uh, lo and behold, I had E. coli. And oh. I found that out three months later. Um, three, yeah, it's a healthy three months later. And I know, I know, two months, two and a half. And uh, I went to the doctor and they gave me Cipro. And the Cipro then created a host of other symptoms. And then they just started layering things on. 
And it was this cosmic reminder, you know, as we're launching the business, some pharmaceuticals are wonderful for treating acute symptoms. They also cause more problems and they create this relationship with the body where you're telling yourself, I need to fix it instantly. And I don't necessarily need to figure out what's causing the root symptom. So after I took the Cipro, um, I was like, now it stings when I pee. What the hell is that about? And they were like, well, um, you can take this pill and it will remove the burning urination because that's a common side effect from Cipro. I was like, awesome. But what's the pill that I'm taking to remove the burning that's a symptom from the pill? And they're like, well, it's, it's, a, it's a pill. It's a pharmaceutical. Well, what's that? Well, it's, it's a chemical. And I was like, but what is that chemical going to create? I don't know. You know oh, well, yeah, I mean, that to me is what's most fascinating about, and I agree, I'm, I'm with you. It's like, I, I feel like there, there are absolutely appropriate times where conventional medicine will serve your highest good. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's, but it's still symptomatic, right? You're treating the symptoms, you're not treating the root cause of mm -hmm. the issue. Um, I'm actually curious to ask you how, since having that episode or the, the health crises mm -hmm. to now, like what has been your biggest lesson and what have you changed? Mm. You know, when something shows up, the symptom is a symptom. Like it's not the thing. It's not the thing. It's the thing below the thing. Um, I, now I look at what's causing that. Like what's going on in my life in the way that I'm being and living that may be driving that. Whether it's what am I eating? Uh, what am I thinking? How am I feeling? What am, you know, am I getting enough sleep? But it, it's really around input and output. What am I putting into my body? Energy, food, water, um, my environment. And I mean, like, am I getting enough sun? Am I cold? Um, it's always an answer that's related to those relational elements. And it's, it always comes with a recognition of like, yeah, I guess I am eating a lot of sugar. That would probably make me feel like death. Or yes, I am not sleeping enough. Um, you know, this relationship might not be, it might be creating a lot of stress. These timelines I'm putting myself under may be unreasonable um, and removing those things. Well, yeah, and to actually have the courage to remove those things because sometimes those things um, can be energetic or they could be people or they could be, you know, like and when I say people, I mean in order for you to socialize with your friends, for example, it means that you're going out, you're drinking all the time or you know, that kind of thing, yeah. Um, right? Yeah, I think it's like, do the things that you're doing make you feel they get the most to you. Um, I have a friend who once told me like, just, I'm gonna say the F word, so you can believe well, me. We, we um, fuck all the time here. Okay, great, great, great. Just don't wanna be, do that again, I get in trouble. Um, but I remember him being like, just slow down and remember who the fuck you are. And um, I was like, yes, um, because when I got sick, I was going so fast. 
And, and I didn't see, you know, I was treating the symptoms with conventional medicine with like all of the doctors. I didn't just have one doctor, I had like 10 doctors trying to treat me because I, I was, you know, incurable. And in reality, it was, I was living in Portland and in Austin and in New York all at once. That's three places. That's too many places to live. Uh, I was in a, a long-term relationship with someone in Austin. So my love life and my heart was literally broken between two places, three, if we count New York as well. Um, my business, you know, my last company had grown so quickly that we went from 10 to 400 employees uh, in two years. And we sold it to a company in Spain. So add Spain to the mix. And, and, and. So there's this expansion where, and I started working with a nonprofit and traveling to the developing world often. So you're taking like seven, eight uh, international long haul, you know, 15 hour plus flights a year. And you start to zoom out. And I didn't realize until I had left the company and sort of set, set on this very focused mission to heal myself. I, I took a one-way trip to the Galapagos Islands and with this sole mission of slowing down. You know, the, the advice was slow down. And then I ended up in the Amazon rainforest and I was like, I'm gonna live in this shamanic community for a few months in a hut. I have no idea what this is for, but it feels right. Um, keep in mind, I'm coming from like a tech executive background to that, which felt a little off balance. But I realized in that space that it was the first time I'd spent the night in the same place for 21 days and years. You know, years and years and years. I'd just been moving. And that's not natural. It's not our natural state as people. Um, it can feel exciting. It can feel glamorous. It can be the thing that we aspire to. Certainly if you grow up in a life of less. Um, but like, you're probably not going to feel good. His bodies don't want to do that. And the moment that I removed all of that, I got better. I just had to slow down, eat plants, spend time in nature, move my body, breathe, drink a lot of water. While you're just saying all that, I'm like taking a deep breath because I can relate to that so much. And I could not agree with you more. This episode is brought to you by Brooklinen. Now, if you're anything like me, you have been spending an abundant amount of time in bed. And this isn't actually a bad thing. Bringing comfort into our home is one of the most ultimate acts of self-care. And now more than ever, it's important for us to do things that make us feel nourished, rested, and comfortable. Brooklinen products help you find the comfort in the little things like morning routines, extra soft sheets, plush towels, comfortable loungewear, and a good night's sleep is absolutely priceless. Many of you know I am such a nighttime ritual fanatic. So Brooklinen has helped me build a bedroom oasis that is a perfect place to escape. Brooklinen's Memorial Day event is going on now. So you don't want to miss out on all the big savings, including their newest Hammond and Linen collections. But if you can't wait, get 10% off of your first order and free shipping with the promo code LOVED. That's L-O-V-E-D, only at brooklinen.com. So for everything that you need for the most comfortable life, 
Go to brooklinen.com and enter the code LOVED to get 10% off of your first order. And now back to our show. It's so unnatural for our bodies to be put through that much stress. Yeah, we, I think, you know, we, we do it because we have this hero complex that's been projected on us by society because someone somewhere told us that struggle makes us stronger. You know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And, um, you know, I, my grandma, she's the best. And she's like, what doesn't kill you should make you laugh, but will kill you later. You know, <laughs> the laughter will, what doesn't kill us makes us laugh. Like it, it, you have to find that humor in the challenge, but not turn, not absorb that challenge and think of it as like your muscle. Um, life, life should feel easy amidst the challenge. Well, that's, I would, you know, that is absolute the best wisdom I've heard in a really long time because we are in such a world of constant, uh, input. Like we're just constantly putting in instant gratification, um, go, go, go acquire, acquire, acquire. How often do we have to tell ourselves to slow down and to just take a moment to do all of those things that you just said? Yeah. And how often do we listen? Like, I know, um, you know, we launched the company a month ago and for the few months preceding that, my life was chaotic. So we rescheduled, you know, my my grandmother was admitted to the hospital. I was told she had a few days, a few hours to live while I was literally moving out of my house. And so I was in a moving van with this team of really kind Russian dudes who I couldn't communicate with and falling apart, sitting on the floor of this storage place, talking to my mom and trying to figure out how am I going to make it all work? And sleeping on a hospital floor and traveling to Europe to see my team there and then traveling to New York to meet with press and then traveling back to LA to be with the team and get ready to launch the company. And I didn't take a moment to breathe. And something deep down inside of me was like, you need to slow down, you need to slow down, you need to be in nature. And finally last week I woke up with just a swollen throat and I don't really get sick. And I took the advice and went into deep into the woods, camping by myself this weekend. And it's better than any medicine, you know, I could have taken. Uh, I just needed to do nothing and have no commitments. It's hard though, isn't it? It's so, I was just going to say, I'm like, I, that it, it's the best. As you're saying it, I could just feel the relief that you felt doing that. And just the relief in my body of just thinking of doing nothing and how amazing. I just finished canceling, not canceling, but I just like took everything off of my calendar starting from May. And the rest of the year, this is going to be the, I mean, I'm talking like big travel, like retreats and events and stuff. I'm taking from May to the end of December, just being in LA, which is where I live and not doing anything outside of Los Angeles, which I haven't done in six years. I've been traveling on an airplane every other week for the last six years. Right. So this must present, I mean, I imagine this resonates like in a real all soul, a soul anchored way. You're like my spirit animal right now. <laughs> You're saying everything that's happening. It's just like if it's if it's 
not a fuck yes, then it's a hell no. Like if, if your body doesn't get lit up by the idea of doing something, whether it's like a dinner plan or a meeting or your job, like ultimately it's not something that's keeping you alive longer. And we know this from science, we know it in our bodies, but when you look at the blue zones of the world, they're green spaces, and the green spaces contributes to one element, people live forever, but it's also because they don't have to commit to things, and so they're not jumping between things. I think if you think of your body as like, it, it only has so much energy. So decision fatigue is real fatigue. The more decisions you make in a day, well, the shorter you'll live. You know, the more commitments, um, the more you consume, the more food. Like fasting is, intermittent fasting is, is not based on opinion, but science of, think of your body as like a food processor, a blender. You use a blender a lot more, at some point it's gonna wear out. You use it less, you might have it longer. Um, the same is true for a car, right? Miles driven. Run your body to the ground, it'll wear out. So I think just reminding ourselves that like the, the cosmic wisdom I got from this slowness is like, I'm gonna have to do less if I'm going to build a company again. My life is going to have to be simple on the personal side because the professional side is complicated again or, or big. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I for your listeners, I would say like go through your calendar and look at it with this wisdom of like if you were your best friend and you loved yourself so much, like you radically loved your your friend, and you're like, babe, we're just gonna kill anything. Like, quick, give me you have two seconds to say yes or no. And anything that's not an immediate yes, we're just gonna cancel. Like you're an assistant and that's what you get to do when you have an assistant and you're just like, no, I can't go to drinks with you. No, I don't want to go to the speech walk in the morning. Give that time back to yourself. Yeah. I love that. Krista, you, I'm serious. Like this is so, I, I love everything that you're doing and everything that you've created. It's extremely inspiring and I can totally relate. I feel like I'm, looking in the mirror and it's it's incredible because it's validating the fact that when we know it's time to stop and slow down and look at that calendar and take things off and give time to yourself it's just validating that um self-care that we need you know yeah absolutely and and i think sometimes we surpass that and we have a symptom that needs more help than perhaps we planned. Mm -hmm. I think that for us, that's why we created Kencho, was to help people find an answer and support if they need it. Like, you don't have to figure out your nutrition by yourself. You don't have to figure out how to do yoga by yourself. You certainly can't give yourself acupuncture. That would be weird. Um, you know, there, you don't have to find a functional medicine doctor on your own. You probably can't reach your own microbiome, um, which is your poo. That would be gross. Like, there, just like conventional medicine, there are you know, 500,000 holistic health providers in the country. That's equal to the size of the conventional medicine system. But navigating that can feel challenging. And so you know, I really want people to know that if you're struggling with something um, that is chronic or that is autoimmune, we have people who have helped with cancer. Um, it doesn't mean that it's, it's removing your conventional treatment, but it can certainly complement it. And very rarely, if ever, in holistic health, is there a negative symptom? 
please tell me the negative side effects of meditating. Um, the negative side effect of acupuncture. You know, it's just to help you heal and grow and expand. Yeah, I love that. So for the people that are watching this on YouTube or that are listening to this show, um, before I ask you the final question, where, where can they go for more information or to learn more about you? So we are on kenshohealth.com, K-E-N-S-H-O-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And then you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as Ken Show Health. Awesome. Thank you so much. And all of those links will be in the show notes of this particular podcast. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends, rate and review, and let us know what you thought. Um, and before I ask you, Krista, the final question, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge you and to thank you for making the time for us and for being as tenacious as me and getting this done <laughs> to, to connecting because you did it. I know this is amazing. It's, it's a huge feat. So thank you. And thank you again for all the work that you're doing. I know that it's going to change so many lives and it's going to continue to change lives. And I think that's the biggest thing that we need right now is to just be healthier and more connected in the, the age that we're in the world of technology and sometimes exactly. disconnection. So, oh, hold on. so the final question, uh, is pertaining to this particular podcast and why I created this platform. It was stemming from this idea that we are radically loved and radically supported by God, universe, source, whatever higher power of your understanding. It's the idea that we are radically supported and that the universe works for us and not against us. So the final question to you is, how do you feel radically loved? When I, when I am slow, you know, when I take time for myself, I feel it. I feel it in the way that, that I show up and in the way that other people show up with me. Um, I feel it in the opportunities that, that seem to drop into my lap when I'm being that way, when I, you know, I always, when I seem to meet always the right person at the right time and the right thing just seems to happen. I, I do believe in that radical support that there is a force greater than ourselves, whether we call it energy, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I know that I wouldn't be here um, having come from there and what we talked about unless there was something greater supporting me because it was not of my own volition. And, and there's a softness that I feel that's kind of like a warm hug, but it comes from the inside. And it is like that nurturing, I love you energy. That's just my own. And that feels pretty radical. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for listening to this episode. And just if you really loved listening to Krista, because I know you did and I did, um, make sure you check out Ken Show Health and go to all the links that she provided to connect more with her and what she's doing. Thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next week. Thank you guys.
Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.